0: one is the loneliest number that you ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number, it's the number one. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Valentine's edition of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. And I am Ron Kolak, and with us, of course, is the Professor Lou Blasi, and I still got to change that name. Blasi, it's so... Lise. Lise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: We both agree. let come up with one. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway. And
0: joining us now is my favorite uh running psychologist. I don't know what she's running from, but she's here. <laughs> <low>. Dr. Dr. <laughs> Kim Lannon. Is that two in or one in?
2: Two.
0: Oh sh- sh- I don't know. I can change it. Also, today
2: Why
0: did you spell my name wrong? I probably did. Uh also joining us today. We have a special in-house guest. We have Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> Wait, can you put him in a camera so people can see Rocky Raccoon? Yeah, Look at that. Rocky. You know what? I absolutely hate little dogs. Oh. I, they make a good football and that's about oh all good for God. A, Stick a stick up their ass and use it for a mop. That's about all they're good you know, for.
2: It's one that we need. You have some anger issues we need to work out. I have no anger issues. Yeah,
0: I have no anger
2: stick issues. A stick up his ass and punt him. That's nice. No,
0: no. What? Stick him, use it him for a mop. Punt him just for a for sake. They don't like me. I don't like them. I love hey. dogs. Dogs are fine, just as long as I don't own one. I'm not a big small dog guy either, but Rocky's cool. I agree.
2: That's because he's attached to me.
0: Right? like Well, look at He almost kissed me coming in, didn't he?
2: He's kissing me now.
0: See? Well, there you go. So he doesn't hate me. Yet. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Kim, I have so many questions for you. I've been storing them for a hundred years.
2: A hundred years. Yes. Since you saw me last week. Probably. Okay.
0: But anyway, so I thank you, Dr. Dr. Kim. She You're is, welcome. She is. Can you a,
1: gently pull that mic towards you a little bit? Oh, oh, she's God annoying. Say. I told you. She's I'm
2: annoying, or he's annoying.
1: Everybody's annoying. How am I annoying?
2: He said it, not me.
1: Everybody is
0: annoying.
2: How do you go at me for him saying that you're annoying? Not me. Now I didn't know children.
0: See, that's what happens when you ever have a m- menage a trois, it always gets screwed up. Someone gets uh yeah. Does
2: anyone notice how close my head is to the top of the screen?
0: Well, we didn't have a lot of setup. Yeah, if someone was on time, it wouldn't on have time. this problem. I got stopped
2: by 10 people in the lobby to watch to talk to the dog. Excuse me. I
0: see. you know jan does that too we're running on time we just i run upstairs get and do my thing she gets up there she's chit-chatting whatever it must be a woman thing lou i don't i don't understand no, it.
2: don't go there yeah. She well, it on her. the
1: dog she just yeah. passed it right off on the
2: dog listen the manager of the station had to pet him so i can't say oh, no i can
1: <laughs> yeah right. the manager of the station understands that we go off at a certain time that's right
2: <laughs> but it's me so yeah. oh. so therefore <laughs>
1: I am special, I so am woman. They would have been familiar with that
0: concept. <laughs> I am woman, watch me roar.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of roaring women this weekend, let me just tell you. Women rule. What, Flying what happened? Flying all the planes over the Navy. That's right. Air. Oh my hey. God, I can fly a plane now, Am not I nice special? Well, you know. You know what, why do we always... Women, I, listen. Okay, you're a psychologist. This is supposed to be a ghost chronicles, not about women. No, no, it's about
0: psychology. This show is
2: about psychology. Says
0: the woman who brought it up. Right, There you go.
2: That's because you guys were saying stuff about gender.
0: So here's the deal now, right? You're a psychologist. Maybe you can explain this to me because it irritates the absolute crap out of me. Mm. All right?
2: Yeah, I'm listening. Like
0: what does it? But that's another story. (laughs) Why do we always have to say like, oh, there's a black man in space. Oh, there's a woman flying a plane. You Know what? If we're ever going to be like one society is what we're supposed to be, what this country was built on, then it's just us, you They're know.
2: First, their first one offs they haven't been done before. You haven't had five women fighter navy jet pilots, it ever doesn't fly. really matter. It, what does well, it, really it matters matter? when you say five men did it.
0: No, you know, whoever says, oh, five men flew over the Super they Bowl. They did the Nobody first, did. They
2: did the first time. No, they didn't. Sure, they did. It they said implied. a flyover.
0: They didn't say a five men. Oh, five men but were piloting that. It was, a, it was that
2: implied. Of course because they were, because, because
0: we all know.
1: Whatever. The most aggravated I ever got on the air Here we was go. doing a sports show when Doug Williams and it brought it up because he was at the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah. When Doug Williams was the quarterback in the Super Bowl, the first African-American quarterback. Yeah. And I'm doing a show and I get a call from a guy who's getting on me because I didn't mention he's the first African-American quarterback. Why? I said, he's a quarterback. That's all I'm thinking about. It's he's football. a good quarterback. That's yeah. all he's in the Super Bowl. That it speaks for itself. Didn't cross my mind. Isn't
0: yeah. that what we're after? And, you know, we always like to do that to people. <laughs> Look, at Look at Sammy Davis Jr., right? He ran with the Rat Pack all the time, right? Yep. And the Rat Pack really liked him. and They stood up for him in a lot of things. Back in, We're talking about the days when... The racism was really really racist. R- exactly i mean he, he wasn't even allowed to come in the main entrance of the hotel and stuff but they, the rat pack allowed him in here right so what happens right he hugged nixon so that tells you he's not a bad guy
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's a probably good idea to but make a so comparison.
0: so what happened his his own people the black people attack him for being uh a white nigger i mean what <gasps> that, no house nigger right house nigger that's what they call him. i'm what? A- i just
2: started sweating under my armpits like profusely oh my god that
0: that was the description of the time we're I talking know. about the time oh, that's what they called them oh,
2: my god what i just i literally just had a heart attack i think my throat just closed and i was like oh my god i can't believe you just so, said that it's
1: not wrong i might have avoided it but it's not wrong. it's,
2: it's, it's- i would have avoided that word but hey keep going it's your show <laughs>
1: I know and they use they use that no term.
2: Wait, and yeah. they
1: that's the term
0: they use that's what I'm trying to tell you in other words the, know, they, it's, they it's historically attacked. accurate right
2: the uh, I don't know why know. We, why have we gone to that point now I, well, it was just, when d- you just said it, history. it was, just, it was uh, okay first of all I yeah. don't know how we got on this but second of all it was just shocking it's psychology to me. I know but it was just yeah. shocking that you used the word in this very socially psychological PC environment of the world that we're no, in no, no, that's no, no. not what white people say anymore.
1: There, there was, he didn't say it, he
0: quoted. There was, there like was that. a liberal college professor, right?
1: Yeah. That... Pull up, Ron. <laughs> should I really pull up? <laughs> He's going for the okay. No, well, no, 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 just be careful on where you're going. With this, you no, can there, make your point. There but... was a
0: liberal college professor who was teaching uh law, I believe it was. Uh, or I, I, am you know, my, me and my details, but law, something that was prominent and uh oh yeah he he quoted a case and it was this case of a, a woman and uh she was also black and um and it was a case and so he, he wrote in and the thing you know the thing is like a woman and he used the word uh, oh god this is coming. this is why they um you know why she was suing because they used the word that she was uh, and c and I think oh. n Okay, oh, he oh, used, thank God he used, you didn't
2: use the C no, word. He used, wait a minute, he used the word
0: CNN. This is like a liberal house person. He got fired. Yes. Why? Because That's his job. He was teaching.
2: Well, you can teach law. without using that word. He
0: didn't. He used just the initial. Oh, okay, he used okay. the initial for I'd both of them. I have to see the case. And so he got fired. But we, we are so much accepted, like we can't take criticism. We don't like. T- you know, anything that we don't like, we, we just like totally ignore and pretend typical, that it never happened. Yeah, but
2: that's even, okay, so the spelling, whatever, I'd have to know the case, but oh, yeah. even so, generally speaking, I don't know how this is having to do with ghost chronicles, but nonetheless, it's about the third time she said that. I just I want to no make clue. sure that we're staying on track. But I, I just want to, to say that, that <laughs> yes, I have, but I just want to make sure that you, you know, like people just don't say that word, even 50 years ago, which you were alive then. Mm-hmm. People don't actually say that word out loud at all, because or even reference it, because unless they're talking about like how you don't say it because it's rude, disrespectful. Unless you are in the UK, which people use that all the time for exactly. different things, but they have a different vernacular and context to it. But here we don't use that word.
0: Yes, we do, no, and we, we use that, and we use other words. We use wop, walk. You know, we used all those the guinea. And- we used all those growing up, yeah, and we we now. took it,
2: but not now. Well,
0: that's the problem. We 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 got it well, because it's we, derogatory. It's, it's derogatory like, back you, then. Yeah, but you don't want. We
2: laughed at it because but, it was stupid. Right, but but we're not Archie Bunker anymore, we don't walk up to people and be like, "God, you're ugly." God, you're fat. I mean, yeah. you might think it in your head bubble, but you don't say it out loud. God, your hair isn't red anymore. Like I say that to Lou. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> when i when i worked did you on... notice he doesn't have heat miser red hair anymore he's not don't heat... change the subject <laughs> he's not a heat miser anymore come on now
0: when we when i worked on the space program right i worked with a color guy right and i used to call him in
2: <laughs> how
0: did you go down this path this was in the 70s
2: i understand i know what you're talking about okay
0: and but he was a friend of mine and we got along well and i could do that and it was no problem he called me other names too by the way but uh you know, we, we we know the person. We Why do we have to take offense to it? You know, you know people like, uh, if I was saying that to, uh, if I used the C word to you, right? You, I would
2: be I, not happy no, with no, you.
0: no, 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 well, you no. Know, let me finish. <laughs> I understand that. Most women are, okay? But um, if you and I were like really good friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting texts now up here. <laughs> if you
0: and I were really good friends then um
2: but i still wouldn't let you call well we are friends and okay. we're not like great friends you
0: know
2: but it would offend any normal thinking person my
0: wife and i play cards sometimes right
2: you don't call her that do you first
0: i could say anything i want and she could say it to me because we know that it comes just jokingly. But that's in
2: a them. But in generally speaking, right, we're talking psychological. You want my opinion.
1: I do want your okay, opinion. Okay, so I'm giving I am you doing, your okay, opinion. So I'm within, trying to understand. Within
2: the context of your, your marriage, okay, okay, you know, that's totally a separate show. We're talking mm-hmm. in the context of the grand scheme of life and like how, and you talked about equality and all those things. And right. We're trying to be this, right? Then we take some of those words have to come out of the language, social psychologically, because those, Community-wise and and socio-economic-wise and socioeconomic status. Yeah, but it and,
0: doesn't work that way. But well. it
2: but it but that's but that's how it's working right now because that's the way that people are trying to equalize. So if you take those, you know, rude, demonstrative somewhat consequential weight things that come down the pike about who people are as people and identifiers we're trying especially in psychology we've gone away from labeling people just Mm -hmm. like even the only reason why we have to diagnose someone is because that's for billing we try not to say oh that person's depressed because that's no that's bob it's not that person's depressed that's bob and bob has depression we don't just label them with something right so it's about labeling so that we take labels off the table so that it equalizes it so that people aren't uh, marginalized and minimized and and made to feel crappy yeah. so they have to act out on it
1: being part of a culture and a society requires that you read the room and context is important yeah if so you get, a, if we're, you get we're a buddy if you're supposed you to
0: become a socialist city i mean that's, you know chinese a, we, we about, all wear okay, the, that's, same that's, that's we all so, the same clothes no, we all think the same thoughts. No. yes it is it's not about socialism
1: it's socialism. It's, but, it's controlling
2: thought and, no it's controlling your mouth from being rude <laughs>
1: You in wouldn't go into Home Depot and nothing but a Speedo either, but that's... Some people
2: do. I know, but it's like, they're idiots. <laughs> they're <laughs> idiots in your opinion, but they, yes, they might be opinion, acceptable. Yes, in my opinion, they're idiots. You know, but they would be told that they have to put clothes on to come in, though.
1: Yeah, well, not I mean, at Walmart, but
0: that's another story. Again,
1: read the room. Just, you got to meld into society. If you have a relationship with somebody where you can wear a Speedo and nothing else, fine. Have at it. We
2: don't have that relationship, just so you know. <laughs> No thongs, no speedos, and no mesh, no, no
1: c words, no, c, no words, c words,
2: no n words.
0: Okay. What do you think, Rocky? He's I sleeping.
2: Know. He's bored. Bored
0: as hell. No, um, there's is there any text that we have to deal with? No, loop?
2: no,
1: no. Okay, thank God. Just for me personally. Oh, sorry about that. Did you
2: get in trouble?
1: Probably. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, so I've been doing this long enough. I can, I can ride the storm. <laughs> so I wanted to go first of all.
2: Are we it's, switching gears into the, like the real topic now?
0: No, it's psychology. I told you this whole thing is about psychology.
2: Okay, well, you made me sweat off the first one, so let's go. I wasn't prepared for that out of the gate. Let's we'll see. Everything's going to be
1: cake from here. <sighs> oh, who knows? Oh, I don't
2: think so. I, it's, it's Ron. <laughs> We're talking about Ron. I don't
1: know how much was... far, afield, far more field you can go. Um, Anyway. <laughs> Not so, that that's a challenge, right? Psychology. Um,
2: psychology.
1: I, yes. It,
0: I, I want to know a little bit of... Uh, how you became a psychologist. I wow. mean, I, I took psychology in college. I had a couple of courses in it. That doesn't make me a psychologist. No. Okay. Although it could because really. I have such a logical brain. Oh boy. Anyway, but anyway.
2: Yes. So what is your question? So
0: how did you become a psychologist? I went to school. So, what, did you, what did you study in psychology? I, do you want, my, just...
2: you want my rundown history? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I want to know. Do you know... want me to start from when I was born? of how it came to oh, be can we? Yeah, I be could fine. I yeah. can do it in a couple minutes so you were in
0: your mother's womb and, and no you started, I uh, no, I can I can I have this story I've done this story people.
2: many times okay are you ready
0: I, I want to know what it what you need to. Be, I don't want your life story or should I
2: well you wanted to know how I became a psychologist <laughs> I want to know what you
0: is required to become a psychologist.
2: well that's okay so my version of how would, I would you did like it,
0: to tell your life story I'll be happy
2: my to. version of how I did this is so funny today. Um, I was a gymnast. So I'm going to give you a little backstory. Okay. So at the age of 11, I decided that I was going to become but a psychologist I a because I had a great mentor in my professional stuff because he was the first really sports psychologist that was really acknowledged in the country. And he was one of my Coaches slash sports psychologists. So that was back in the oh. day. And so I got inspired. And also because I was on the national team for the US women's national gymnastics team. And because of I that, again. I not, but it was part of it. There was a huge need for people and helping other people in my sport because our sport's really are deranged. Yeah. And there's a lot of problems in my sport, and there has been for many years. And so I and I experienced a lot of that stuff growing up as well in the sport. So I decided that watching what was I, what I was watching. I wanted to do that. So I, that's, that was like the start. So then spring forward many years. So we pass all my history. And so I went and got, so typically people just go to their undergrad and get their bachelor's and then they go to grad school. I went and got my undergrad and decided I was going to go to medical school. And then I decided after I started that I was going to do something else because
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is,
2: there's a longer story there, but you know, so anyway, I ended up going a little bit longer path, but inevitably it took the same amount of time. It took me 12 years from beginning to end. And it was, I did multiple master's degree in between so I could work and build a career and get licensed. So I could start my practice early. And I've been in practice multiple
0: masters in what?
2: Um, So I have a, so I have a bachelor's in psychology, a master's degree in mental health counseling, clinical, a master's degree in clinical psychology, straight with a specialization in sport and uh, PTSD and addiction. And then I got my doctorate degree and then I went on and got lots of extra certifications that required extra schooling. Um, mm. and that was 12 years. That's impressive. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Did I mention I graduated out of a four year school in one,
2: a four year school in one year. In oh, did I mention that I graduated high school when I with was 15 4.0 did you, did you average? Did you know that I graduated high field. school and when I was 15?
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you. <laughs> so, and this is fun. In a light of-
2: <laughs> we can we can hey, my, you know, I can do mine is bigger than yours sure anytime.
1: Usually the two of you work work are going at program? me, so this is fun. Like,
2: remember,
0: did you work on a space program? No. Okay. No, I did didn't. You, did you judge the Miss America contest? No, oh, but, no. You no you but didn't. I was Miss. Vermont. Did you work in the Harvard and, and Appeals? And Boy? I
2: was Miss Massachusetts. So yeah, and and I was top five in the. Wait a minute.
0: You were Miss Massachusetts. I was back. What, in, what year? Uh,
2: 1997. And 1987 was Miss Teen. Thank you very much.
0: Miss Massachusetts.
1: 1997. Oh, all kinds of stuff is coming out. 1997. Did so, you wait a minute? So did you know
2: you Latoya? Latoya, who?
0: okay just checking your credentials okay like
2: why would i lie i don't know
0: why do psychologists lie i have no idea we don't she's probably giving out information no you i would never cast a point
1: you were about to give us something else no
2: i i don't know he lost my train of thought because he questioned my credentials i would
1: never. because i'm getting all kinds of good stuff now
2: Knew that about me.
1: I didn't know. Well,
2: he was he was doing his is bigger than mine. So when he said, "Did you judge Miss America?" No, but but I did judge the the Miss Teen um, pad the big Miss Teen, not Miss Teen USA, but the Miss Teen Universe pageant that was in Hawaii back in nineteen eighty nine. I like that.
0: I I like that. And
2: I got so burnt laying out (laughs) on the beach for thirty minutes. Why? Because you're pale as a. Because I'm (laughs) Irish. Um, I, on Irish. I was brutally red, and it was quite something for the live <laughs> airing of the show. Wow. That was awesome.
0: Do you know they actually cha- they actually put a rule in in the Miss America contest judgment
2: because of me? No, I oh, don't. There's, there's the a Ron rule.
0: There's a Ron rule. Okay, what is that? I'm not going to get into it right now. But, oh uh,
2: well, no, no, you can't
0: just bring it up. He's not
2: allowed in the back. I cannot, the backstage
0: I Cannot. <laughs> it's so weird though. When you were doing that, they actually they had chaperones for the judges. You had to oh. go everywhere you oh, went. Oh,
2: we, we had chaperones, too, when we were... When we, you oh, went I know that, class, but right. you,
0: for the judges, too. How, oh. So no one could influence. I think one of the oh. mothers oh. couldn't come up to say, Hey, yes. Hi,
2: yes. hi, What there, mental baby, order of the I, universe
1: mm-hmm. led you to judging a Miss America?
2: Because he worked for NASA. Uh,
1: no, I had nothing to do with that. Was, I, uh, what, path, like, what path led you there? Which always happens in my life. Yeah. really has. Like, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to figure out the convergence of circumstances that would Did, there is none there's yeah. like this universe just does yeah crazy so
2: randomly called you ron and said hey come judge the miss america pageant i
0: met uh miss new hampshire um and uh at, at a lighthouse event and uh yeah we we got along well and cool. one thing led to another and i was judging wow
2: very cool
0: isn't that like so swell
1: i love the universe
0: it's weird. It's really it. Yeah. I have no idea. I should be dead. I don't even <laughs> understand why I'm here, but all this stuff happens. Well, it's
2: because you do all this gross chronicling stuff and you've got
0: gross little... ghosts. <laughs> gross.
2: <laughs> you do all these ghosty things and they all protect you gross. from dying. <laughs> gross. You're on a roll today.
0: Oh, God bless you. <laughs> anyway, okay.
2: Did so, I answer all your questions yet? No, no. Uh,
0: no, the psychology stuff. It was so, I mean, what are some of the the courses, the actual subjects that you um, have to take? Like, you know.
2: Well, it depends on which part of the program you're in. Are uh, you talking give, like the more some, advanced part of the program? I,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, when I had, I like had like easy psychology stuff, you know.
2: Well, I mean, you have to start out with like psych 101, which is the, weed. Yeah, that's it's, what the, I had it's the weeder class. That's what I call it. Like it that's gets mean. all the, cause people think psychology is fluffy and easy. Yeah. So like when t- people take my, cause I'm a professor as well. So I take and teach them very hard things. And so mm. not everyone passes and people think I'm oh, just taking I'm it. No people, it's hard. Cause the people don't realize psych 101 is all about the brain. So you have to actually know all the brain structures. You have to know a lot and it's like more anatomy and more how the memory and learning so it's and... like
0: competitive anatomy or in biology in,
2: yeah so you have to so know like... right so you have to and so it's really about testing your your overall understanding of a lot of different science background mm-hmm. rather than people thinking we're going to talk about how people feel that's not I mean, or a lot of times people will come in and think about oh it's like therapy no so it's really hard, actually. So a lot of people will take the class, like 300 people in my first site class, and Ooh. probably half of them passed. Mm. Um, and it weeds out. And then after that, you depend. So in undergrad, you just take, you know, the core requirements to get through. So I did a Bachelor's of Science because I, Bachelor's of Arts is very different because it's more focused on all the humanities. But I went, because I was going to go to medical school. So I did like the pre-med oh, program. Oh, you did science. Yeah. So I just oh, cool. did all the science backgrounds so that I can prep for being going into being a doctor either way, whether it was an MD or not. Um, so I made sure I took, you know, chemistry, biology, we did zoology. I did all the ologies. And, and back then when I, cause yeah. I went to UMass Amherst, it, it was when sort of all the HIV research was being done. And I went and took multiple classes on that, the psychology impact of like human, um, you know, communicable diseases and how that's impacting society. It's like, so, during the time that's why i said it depends on the timing of the program Mm -hmm. it's they usually put in different classes that meet this the the need of the environment and the culture that's going on so like right now there's a lot of political psychology classes you can take yeah and like so it just really is dependent on sort of the area you land in i mean and i and i tailored my program because i after after bachelor's because you have to do what they say after the bachelor's program i tailored all my stuff around going towards sport, sports sports and, and performance and um linking it to addiction work because most performers even in, in so i work with hollywood performers as well they, they all have their names ad- again I do. And they, they all have addiction issues usually, or there's some kind of issue going on, not all, but many. And then uh, clearly, I mean, people are dropping dead like flies right now. Why, from why, does, overdoses.
0: That, why does that happen? Dr. Kevin? I mean, you know, that's, that's another thing that irritates me. Like what doesn't,
2: <laughs> but <laughs> there's so you many know, pe-
0: people that, that have everything and, and they end up screwing their life up on some addictive substance.
2: Well, I mean, so I can tell you. So what I can say is because very common I'm not specific cases. You right. No, I know. But so really common. You can say it happens in the sports world at the high end all the right, time exactly. and yeah. and in um, Hollywood performers like actors and actresses singers. and singers and all that stuff. Um, the environment is so wealthy. That's one of the things the environment so wealthy in terms of. Um, money Mm -hmm. but also access and resources and people partying even at young ages that's why you get a lot of young actors coming up through if they don't have good parents around them in terms of watching what's going on that have their kids best interest at heart and who gets around them and so that include like athletes even football players like la- you know yesterday there's tons of football players that have good handlers with people like me involved or other people besides their agents because agents sometimes really work hard at just making the money and they don't care um so the they get involved with people that are living a very fast life because there's money. And unfortunately the money drives a lot of what goes on and then influences. And the lifestyle is quite fabulous. I mean, you can be 17 years old and 18 years old, not in, not when you're playing football or big sports, just because if you're in college, you can't do that. But the whining and dining and the travel and the, fun things and you know you work you know 30 days out of the way if you get
0: all that why do you turn to drugs or because alcohol it's, it's
2: the, re, it, the resources are because there can. because right because it's there and it's it's so normalized and so and if you don't have people around you saying yeah, that's not normal that's so that's you know, and a lot of people don't. You know, like mm-hmm. if you look at like cases like Lindsay Lohan, who I don't know personally, but I can. I mean, I know her story really well because I use her in case studies all the time. About she's, or or you look at Britney Spears. I mean, this poor girl was mishandled over her career by her parents and her family. Um, Macaulay Culkin, the same thing. He was he mishandled. When is
0: singing the, the song from the Bodyguard?
2: Whitney Houston
0: oh yeah that's another nice yeah. sad story right. too. And, and her and daughter and too right
2: yes yeah, yeah. Bobby her her Bobby Brown her daughter mm-hmm. died the same way so but Whitney Whitney and if you watch her documentary you can see that you know people blame her husband Bobby Brown for all that stuff but actually Whitney had a major problem psychologically and in terms of her life and her self-esteem and her surroundings and her growing up like community and demographic area that contributed to the problem. Um, and then she came into the wealth and the fame and she didn't really want the stuff that she was getting in that way and didn't know how to manage it. And she had a lot of people telling her what to do and pushing her around and, and then one thing led to another and it was easy to blame Bobby, but Bobby actually, if you watch her most recent documentary, really tried to get her away from all that and it just wasn't working. So, um, she had an inevitability just like you know kurt cobain the same thing i mean yeah. the, i mean there's so many people look that's, at you know janis so, so, yeah. joplin yeah. and the you know morrison i mean they all have these issues
0: yeah, it's a shame It really is you know i mean it's like
1: i don't know it just it's no coincidence many of them are 27 years old it is different yeah, because it's psychological ability to handle the right. access
2: right, right. exactly uh, yeah. yeah i mean you don't see i always say you never see an old heroin addict right you don't nobody makes it right so it's usually in their 20s and 30s people die you don't have people who are heroin addicts make it you know there are no old heroin addicts they just aren't well
1: like, they, start, uh, <laughs> they can start old
2: but well they can start old what? but they don't yeah. if they start in their late teens early yeah. 20s uh, and yeah. they're in in the in Anybody, it doesn't matter who they are in terms of like, you know, high up in the echelon of socioeconomic status or on the bottom of the floor, they all tap out very young if they're still using. So
0: what, how do we judge, and you judged me earlier today. I uh, did. Uh, what is normal?
2: I judged how, you. How do, yeah, you judged me. Okay.
0: You told me you can't use the N
1: word.
2: That's just directing you. That's she didn't not say a judgment.
1: I, I, we didn't say can't. We said shouldn't. Oh, really? Right. Okay.
2: It was a guide.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> how, how, how do we judge normal? In other words, we,
2: Well, it's you what, don't. Okay. You don't. It, so normal, normal isn't. As many people around me would say, normal is a setting on a dryer. However, there is <laughs> there is a bell curve of. So socially acceptable things that you can fall into and you can, or you can't, or you, or you can choose to or not. And so the bell curve is, you know, the middle, the middle of the, the most, you know, of us. And then you've got like one standard deviation away or two standard deviations away. Once you start getting out in those outer outlier areas, you start usually having problems and anything extreme. So, you know, whether it's pathology, whether it's something that's like so out of the norm, the norm being the bell curve, you know, the middle of it, what, you know, it's so socially off that people kind of look at you like, what is going on? Like you wouldn't walk down the middle of the street naked. That's a problem, but maybe you would, but that would be like three standards. Some people go to a nudist colony. Well, and that would, but within the context of the nudist colony, which like I grew up in Vermont, not a word. And there's multiple nudist colonies. I figured he was going to say something. Okay. So (laughs) I wasn't on a nudist colony, yeah. but there was, you know, in the context of their colony, it's normal, normal, whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? That's but, reading the room. Right. But it's not normal to go in the middle of New York. Well, I won't say New York City because it is, it is normal to be naked in New York City. But Florida. It's not, anywhere right, in Florida. Right. So it's not normal in Lawrence, Massachusetts to walk around naked.
1: It's definitely not normal. But no in man, Pelham, it's
2: studio. okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it's oh, it's normal to walk around the no, studio no i said
1: it's definitely not normal around the studio so. no oh. not should it be
2: so it's it's contextual so and it and it fits with the time like you're not going to run around waving a gun right because mm-hmm. why because that would be a problem because not because you don't have the ownership of it not because you didn't get license for it not because you don't have the right to carry it but you don't walk around waving a gun around why
0: so the the question which is really what this show is about, of course, is a lot of people have paranormal experiences and a lot of people say, well, they're crazy or they're nuts because they have these experiences. Now, who is who is judging who here? In other words, the, the per, are the person who have these experiences normal or the person judging them normal?
2: Well, that's kind of A very broad question because it's again context. Because if, okay, so if you take me out of it and I'm not a doctor that does this for a living and you're just having two people talking about it, we're going to come from different contexts of opinions. So we're perceptually trained by our upbringing, by influences in our environment, all those things around us to say, oh, we don't believe in that shit or we do Mm -hmm. or that's crazy or, you know, so whatever we're brought up in, and a lot of times people are raised, you know, very specifically around. Um, religion. W- religion and re- and but, so, but like if you go down to the Dominican Republic, I talk about this all the time with like my classes because I have a lot of people from Dominican Republic. Their whole culture is believing in the spiritual world, and and for the most part, and but yet they have the religious background that you would think of that wouldn't think that, right? But then they combine and they have their match so but you have so when you add me back in i have like for myself as a psychologist i always have to know the culture that someone's coming from to know whether or not they believe in that or not i don't ever judge someone for the only thing i have to do is i have to be careful that once someone starts talking about seeing ghosts and seeing or hearing spirit or being a medium or all those things i have to make sure that their context is appropriate in in by appropriate i mean it has a has a basis and background where that would be normal for them to come from like we were just talking about the bell curve versus people who start hearing voices and actually start having delusional things that actually might be psychotic because they have like a urinary tract infection as an older person or they have um psychosis psychosis induced from like a medication or so i have to know them really well in like an intake or over a couple days of history taking to go, oh, that person actually isn't really hearing things because they've done this since they were a child. They have um, a UTI. I mean, to, you know.
0: so that's, see, that's the thing that I know I, I, I didn't understand,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is amazing. I know, but you know, when we, we just, we just saw that case, the horrible case, by the way, of uh, the mother that killed her three children and try to commit suicide. Right. With and she had postpartum. postpartum depression. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, from the old school, what what we would always say is, you know, I suck it up. You know, that's, you know, you, you get postpartum, suck it up. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't drug the shit out of them. Um, but I also d- wasn't aware that some of the symptoms, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you are far more knowledgeable in the subject than I am, is that um, some of the, 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 uh, the symptoms are, is you can hear voices, mm-hmm. you, you can uh, hallucinate, you yes. can do it. So these are are real things real things and that they're real to that person who's experiencing them
2: and they're and they're happening internally to that person absolutely so they're not just perceptual they're i mean they're actually we know that the brain chemistry changes and and some people some women are way more prone to postpartum depression and some women aren't um and that's and not everyone has it clearly but postpartum depression is like on a continuum it's mild moderate and severe and clearly that woman had severe depression i mean she had severe postpartum and it got into psychosis and they knew that she had that and they were treating her for that and she wasn't supposed to be left alone i mean i don't know the case in terms of her personally but i just know the cases of postpartum depression when 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 you have psychosis like that i mean I, I mean she should have probably been medicated and in a hospital till she cleared from it because it had been so severe and she had an eight month old. I mean it takes a lot and she's go, what happens is women who get to that point which is not really common to get to that point mm-hmm. um, they go into like a fugue state where they have no idea what's going on they do, they know something's wrong they they're hearing things like they can tell you about that in the moment but after the fact, There's nothing there because the brain shuts down and just goes, you know, snaps. And so that sometimes you'll say, oh, I can't believe she can't remember that. Or I can't. Well, they are because the brain protects itself from, you know. So after they're done
0: with their postpartum depression, then they don't remember what happened during the.
2: If if they have psychosis, a lot of times when they have psychosis and in the cases of the extreme of like this woman in Duxbury who Mm -hmm. murdered her kids, um, she she probably just anecdotally knowing she probably won't really remember a lot about it and she'll keep it as if they're still she'll talk about it probably as if they're still alive but as if they're distant they don't visit like she'll probably keep that going because that's what the brain will do
1: let's talk about that for a minute and pare it down to a paranormal experience right in other words this woman had major problems you know we can we can go into it all we want but she had major problems right. and that basically explains it in a normal paranormal experience where you would see something or hear voices right. or whatever it was that you considered paranormal people i think are going to react three ways one of them is going to ex- one way is to accept it it's like well i heard that i saw that the other is someone like me probably who would reason it away mm-hmm. and then there's the others that i don't know not necessarily just going to refuse it Unreasonably refuse it. In other words, no, that can't happen. I'm not accepting that. Right. No, that's what you're doing. No, there's that's a the second one. No, I don't see a the degree. difference between the two. Well, yeah,
2: because the last one is more. There's, there's actually more... another one
1: where you. Where you... No, the last one is absolute. Like, I right. don't believe that. Well,
2: it's I don't believe it, and often it's based in. It's scary to me. I don't believe that. It goes against my religion. It right. goes against what I was taught. Like right. It's yeah. very staunch.
0: Outside my perception. Yeah. For, right. Is, yeah. For instance, it, there is, I've met a, a Baptist ghost hunting group, but they yes. don't call themselves a ghost hunting group. They call themselves a demon hunting group right. because they don't believe they in ghosts. ghosts. When right. you die, you right. either go to heaven. You so go that's a,
2: yeah, it's a perceptual yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: talk about that process of the that because there is a step between hearing or seeing the paranormal thing and dealing with it within your own mind because people approach it a number of different ways.
2: Well, I mean, well, so again, a very broad general sweep on that is because if someone is like your friend, that's a medium that I've met before that, right. She's, she's able to talk about it. She knows how she's fostered the skills. She knows right. how to talk about it. She knows when she can shut it off. She, know, you know what I mean? She keeps yeah. herself grounded and based uh, to, Earth, so to speak, and not in she doesn't lose herself into it. So there's a. so there's people who lose themselves into it because either they don't understand what's going on or they're afraid of it themselves or they don't know uh, if they talk about it, what's going to happen. I mean, there's so many pieces. But how, that, how do
1: we judge ourselves on the scale, whether we're too accepting, too denying? You never or judge or yourself.
0: Skeptic. You never ever judge yourself. You are always well, you being judged by, by somebody, somebody else. else. I
1: know, it's, but you you're not to. you're not really judging yourself. You, you have to. You can't. Because you're getting stimulus in your brain and you have to reason with it.
2: Well, you have to be, I I mean, most people that I have either worked with that are not psychotic and have the actual skill of being mediums or whatever they want to call themselves. They they have a way of grounding themselves in reality. They know the difference. They have figured it out. Even as kids, they have figured out what is real, what is not. They find someone to talk to about it or they keep it to themselves. And then eventually they can work it through. But, the common denominator I have found in, and is that they are just grounded in reality. They, it's reasonable, rational, and realistic. Those three R's I always use for everything. That they know that it's not something that's like psychotic. They can talk about it. When psychotic thinking, when someone's hallucinating or someone's delusional, they don't typically have the insight to be able to tell you about it and stay um, sort of on the self-observing ego. They are joined and talk about it as if it's like real and happening to them as if they're in the experience, but not in the same. It's weird. It's like, it's not in the same. Whoopi Goldberg comes to mind. It's not the same way she was in ghost, right? She was outside of it, but inside of it, that's not the, that's not typical, right? It's more about the person who is hearing or seeing or feeling and intuiting they're separated from it, but connected. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Sure.
0: Okay. The, the only thing is with a lot of mediums, and it, is they all contain a little bit of self-doubt, and this is because of environmental, well, not more, excuse me, envi- not environmental, um, th- the way they were brought up are social implications. Otherwise, they're always looking for validity. Uh, and I've worked with a lot of them that, that's, you know they're, they're so excited when you've, you've got a piece of evidence that you can prove that what they experienced was real or was uh the information i should say everything that, that they experience is real to them but the information they got was uh was able to be evidentiary and that they could um, you know you could verify it so anyways when we do a we do a haunting uh, a haunting investigation there's, there's two factors in in, in uh, an investigation one of course is the environmental factors what what is there in the environment that affects uh, what's going on? And second, of course, is is the part we're talking about, which is the psychological part of it. So sometimes the, that balance isn't there. You don't have the environmental aspects to verify the psychological right. aspects of it. So that's a, a, oh, I can't say the word, conundrum. Conundrum. conundrum? conundrum. Yeah, conundrum. Yeah. I know Rocky. I woke you up. I'm sorry. <laughs> big a not it's there. a big word for me. I know. <laughs> but so that that's a problem. How do you how do you as a person who experiences deal with it?
2: Well, OK, so the, when you talk about it, the first thing that comes to mind, because I use it and when I teach my class, I mm-hmm. use I use the, remember the show Paranormal, whatever it was with Ryan and his crew from oh, down please. in Pennsylvania? Ryan no, but, Bull. Whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, Ryan I can't, Bull. I can't remember what his name. Is. But the, he had a show, this was, I use this as an example of, to teach my class about what you just asked, about like, how do you know what's real or not, right? Mm-hmm. So I used, he had a, an episode called Six. Do you remember that episode? I try not to. OK. Well, it was very fascinating because it was so psychologically driven because they they really banked on pushing it out a couple series long, like a couple uh, shows long, because it turned into the this demon. He ended up calling it a demon, right, that would (laughs) would follow him. But in all the other shows he did, it was always something psychological to the person that they were visiting that was having the haunting. He would evidentiary find that it was real and experienced to the person. But in fact, there was something psychological going on within the family or within whatever. <clears throat> so it was very unusual or rare that they would find this thing. Mm-hmm. But in this one episode that continued over two or three series, it was called six and the revisiting of six and then whatever. And the show sort of fell apart after that because psychologically, I think it pushed a lot of people. Hi, boo-boo. I think it pushed a lot of people's buttons for whatever reason around the fact that, was, was this really real? Because he got all freaked out. And, you know, I mean, certainly they took a lot of lyrical license, in my opinion, on the show to like really exacerbate it to make ratings and money. Uh-huh. But that I'm trying. But I, I think that so to explain it, I think most of the time in my experience, when people have come in and talked to me about their experiences, that it's psychological. And in not in that they're hearing things, or but I think that they have. There's stress going on. Something's been, or they've had a loss and grieving a really long time, or it's a complicated grief thing, or it's a, a trauma thing, or something has exacerbated their awareness and their intuition. And unless they are in fact considered a medium, if it's just like a layperson coming in, then there's that psychological factor that goes into it. And those are the environmental pieces that have somehow triggered them to feel or to experience something in a different way than the normal of us.
0: We we have uh, upbringings, as you say, various upbringings in our lives. And certain things means are important to us for instance uh lou and i did the show about the last week i believe about disasters and and disaster ghosts now in japan of course after the last to tsunami um <laughs> because i have in the english language but that's it's another a tsunami. point there's t in there
1: um so anyways for the rest of you out there we're talking about a tsunami that uh, too yeah uh so the
0: japanese uh saw a lot of uh spirits after the after this disaster uh, and one thing I've, I found out during this documentary is that the Japanese do not believe in grief counsels.
2: No, they don't believe in counseling at all.
0: And the reason why, Doctor?
2: The reason why is because in in most Asian cultures, they don't actually have a name for anything psychological, like depression, anxiety. They don't, they don't look at it as... They don't look at psychology as a thing. And so um, specific to Japanese people that they find that if someone has that has a problem like that, that they have to essentially suck it up because there's nothing really wrong with them, that that's just something that's manifested out of them being like, um, shame based. Uh, They didn't do enough for their family, it becomes very much about because they're a collectivist society, they're not individual like we are. It's all about how they haven't pulled their fair weight or fair share in their community and collectivism, and so therefore they're falling apart. And that's not accepted there, and so therefore they don't have any names to go by to name it anything. It's just about burying it in shame and guilt and putting it under the carpet. You're saying
0: that in general, in general uh what you're dealing with psychology with us uh, counseling that's right with with right.
2: counseling right. well because but they don't because they I don't know, be, they don't believe in going to anyone like that because it shows weakness which shows shame and so a, it's very and another to another important tattoo
0: is is that they believe that by using a, a grief counselor they're also um denying their heritage their relatives right in other words, you're trying to get them over the mother who died in this right. And that's, right, and
2: that's not something they do. That's not something they do. It's you know, they they sit for long periods of time in grief and mourning and and that would be disrespectful. Um because it would be No, you uh, don't
0: believe in this, right? Oh,
2: I do not. I well I believe oh I believe in it for them as a culture because that's how their culture is. Okay. But I know So is
0: it your job to go in and correct them?
2: No. No, because that's a, a cultural belief system. Okay. But if someone comes to I was, me, I was just trying to understand. Yeah, But I I do have Asian clients that come Mm -hmm. to me and we and so two things I have to I actually have to have we all the whole the whole APA American Psych Association requires us all no matter who we are white black purple female male whatever we all have to have specified training to work with. Specific cultures, we have to know it. We have to make sure. Oh, really? We, oh yeah. It wasn't aware oh, yeah. of that. Huh? Yeah, That's you have to cool. have cultural diversity training, and it's not just like two-hour course. Like you have to go through hours and hours. You have to have it re-updated because you have to know what happens. And if you don't know something about a culture or you whatever, you're supposed to actually refer the client out or not accept them as a client if you don't know how to work in that cultural Makes context. Yeah. So, because it's good pr- ethical practice. So that was my first thing. So second of all, so I do have a, a, a large number of Asian clients that um, are younger generation and not um, typically, they were born here, they Mm -hmm. weren't born there, but their parents were born over wherever, and they are more likely to seek out help because they've been acculturated into the Western European or the US culture and it's acceptable but they don't tell their families that they're going to see me. And they, cause, and we talk yeah. about why, right. yeah, because okay, it's yeah. right. Because yeah. it is all these things. Um, but most of the time they come to see me because there's a problem within the family that they're trying to deal with because they're so stressed out and sh- like, so it's, is this very interesting looping thing because um, of, because of that uh, pressure culturally and social socially in, in those countries for those reasons.
0: Yeah. The, you know, you know I mean, Psychology has changed from its from Freud all the way up to where we are now, right? Yes,
2: very okay. much so. Yes,
0: and some things that were acceptable back then are no longer acceptable now.
2: Me, like, give me an example, just so I know. Well, just
0: saying. just for instance, uh, do you know anything about royal uh, the, British therapy. the British royalty, the British uh, royalty? yeah, yes. Okay, so Prince Philip's mother uh, was in and out of sanitariums all the time. Yes. Okay. And one of the things she had, uh, she had different affairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and Freud was actually called in yes. uh, to this one sanitarium. And his theory was to uh, get her to get past this, uh, he recommended electrical shock to okay. um, bring the onset of, um, what's that call when you get old and your, your body changes for women?
2: Menopause.
0: Menopause. To bring on menopause. Yeah,
2: that doesn't do that.
0: Yeah, but that at that time, that's what was prescri- prescribed at right. the time. Yeah. So th- things do
2: change. Yes. Well, we still use ECT.
0: So, yeah, I know. Right. They're trying to ban it in Massachusetts in some places.
2: Um, I have We're not We're talking
0: electrical therapy, right?
2: Yeah. ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. Yeah. They're actually trying to ban that in Massachusetts. Um, and, I have not heard yeah. that. I have lots of clients that use it.
0: Because they're trying to be on gas stoves in Massachusetts too, but that's another story for another time.
2: But anyway, so, um,
0: you know, we, we have these things. Now, drugs are an important part of of what you do too, right? Can you, wait a minute, the psychi- oh, sorry, psychology, psychiatrist, I get a little mixed there. That's okay,
2: bad. but I, I... Can you prescribe? I, I I am not able to prescribe, okay. but, I, but... Go ahead. I have all the training because seven states do allow psychologists to prescribe. So when I did all my training, when I didn't finish out medical school and went the other direction, I took all the classes. So all I have to do is sit for the exam. If I want to prescribe when it comes to Massachusetts, which will be the last state in the universe because (laughs) we are Harvard state and because Harvard rules medical model and I don't practice the medical model, I always do. You have the ability to heal yourself first and we don't go to medication first.
0: So there are many medications that have been scribed over the years. Yes. Some of them are no longer
2: used. Right. But most of them still are used. A lot of them aren't. Well, it depends. Which one? Haldol. We still use Haldol. Hmm.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, you know, one of the cases we go back to that case about the woman that killed herself, her husband actually went to the doctors because she was like a zombie said they prescribed to the, according to the defense lawyer, yeah. uh, 12 different medications right. to it. Right. So is there a, is there a point where, you know, is this the, you know, as a physician, you know, do no harm, are, right. are we in the opposite now where we are doing harm to people because we don't have enough information on what we're prescribing because the, let's face it, the Pharmaceutical companies make big money on all this.
2: So stuff. I have like, lots to say about this, and okay. I actually, so I actually have lots to say on this, and this is completely my own. Yeah, medical, that's fine. This that's is my fine. own medical opinion, yeah. and it goes. It's very controversial because right now, this the state of America is that we are in what we call the MAT, medically assisted treatment movement. I am not a fan of medically assisted treatment because what it does is it gets people off of medications that they're on or puts them and puts them on things that they're as strong or stronger because they have prescriptions for them and whatever and then they build on the next one. And so what happens is when it starts with one it gives you a side effect, then the next one has to be added in to counter that side effect to boost the next one. So the, by the time you're a year later, you're at 12 medications, let's say, right? one of my jobs is when people come in and they're on 12 medications, I try to wean them back to one or two that are necessary within the psych, you know, working with a colleague that works with me to pull the medications out or with their primary care, whoever prescribes. And so that we get it down to the baseline so that we really know what's going on in the functional level, not just keep adding in because adding in more doesn't mean more is more. It actually can make more of a problem. Uh, and, And most, most healthy thinking forward-thinking, non-medical model belief systems will go towards, hey, it's obviously reasonable to think that, oh, my God, less is going to be more unless there's extreme cases. But 12 medications for someone is ridiculous. It's just not necessary. And usually ends up with a person being, I call it a floor licker. They're licking the floor every day because they can't get past. That's
1: what's
0: going to happen to me.
2: (laughs) They can't get past all the stuff that they're on. So... um, so big pharma drives this, right? So we, we a couple of weeks ago on my show, I was talking about, and I don't, I think you were outside the door on this one, but the, I was talking about how they have just passed all this legislation and all these FDA things for children starting at age eight and nine to start getting geriatric, uh, geriatric, um, <laughs> bariatric, <laughs> Jesus, bariatric, well, bariatric, for my world. Know, bariatric <laughs> surgeries for obesity as opposed to behavioral changing and having kids go through a behavioral modification program and therapy um, and also parenting, teaching parents that, Hey, you know what? You might not want to stock your refrigerators and your cabinets with crap. And by the way, you're also modeling, you know, obesity when you're doing that. But pharma has come out with medications now for young kids. And I did a whole show on this about how big pharma is going to make big money off of pushing this. And unfortunately the insurance companies for once i would never normally say this actually have come in and said we're not paying for that because we believe that there's a behavioral modification program that should work because this is ridiculous stop putting your hand in your mouth with crap so who knows how long that will change because some lobbyists will make sure that the insurance companies get on board and pay for it but it's a it's the same kind of concept so i am not big pharma i am not about doing that we all have the ability in almost all cases to heal ourselves in mental health conditions, minus schizophrenia and bipolar, because they are genetically loaded. They are just yeah. genetic. You can't escape them. If they, if you have a, if you are schizophrenic and you actually have an episode where you are psychotic and you break, you are, you are not going to function well without medication of some sort because you just become so unable Mm-hmm. um but and that's and those are rare you know those are rare cases for that to happen but you know and you see people walking around blissfully downtown Lowell just downstream from here unmedicated schizophrenics and you know they can't you know they're on disability they can't work because they can't they mm-hmm. can't function um but by and large medications like the woman that you were just talking about the woman in Duxbury that strangled her two kids and then jumped out the window with her third. I mean, she, I don't, I don't know all those ins and outs that you were talking about. Cause I haven't studied it. I was too invested in this case out in Colorado where the guy or wherever it was that murdered those 14, their four college students, oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the criminal case, the, the forensic yeah. guy. Um, but I do know that she that story is so similar to so many women that have had postpartum. You see them all the time. I mean, Susan Smith, remember when she drowned her babies in her car, it's just medicated. They were medicated and they shouldn't have been left alone. But also you shouldn't leave anybody with babies when you've got the kind of medications. I do hear she was on allegedly because that's I just wouldn't do that. Like if I if you've got and. So my really good friend works in addiction for women and children and she works in a in a sober home. And I call it <laughs> the anti-sober home. Cause every single woman that's in that program is on sleeping pills, up make you up pills, you know, like mm-hmm. they're on everything and yep. they're floor-licking all the time. I'm like, this is not a sober home. This is just a a pharmaceutical mat program for people i'm just not a big fan of that because they're letting them have their kids and i want them to have their children but you can't be holding a baby if you're drooling on the floor at nine o'clock in the morning and you're smoking a cigarette sorry so you know i mean there's some problems with the system
0: (laughs) right absolutely so uh we we are getting down towards the end the one the one thing i i do want to if if someone has a good condition and it does no harm but it's against the norm how do you handle that
2: like what for, like if they're like a, a serial killer inside but they're not murdering anybody <laughs> oh for
1: instance no they like to sit around the house in a speedo yeah but I they're not hurting anybody i don't care, you know. I
2: don't care. so yeah.
1: for instance
0: you know w- when orbs are a big part of the paranormal people love right. orbs, right yes. and, and people will show me and i I, I hate us, by the way, uh, but people will show me an orb and they'll say, okay, this picture of my, uh, I always, poor Lisa, I always bring her up, um, this is my my uh, uh, nephew, and see the orb on his shoulder, that's his grandfather. It's not <laughs> like saying, okay, that's a ghost, that's a grandfather. So what's your thoughts? Now, I, I know that. That orbs can be produced in so many ways for uh, naturally and everything else uh you know can be produced but well whatever I'm not going to go through them most people know of it but, but this it's is not that
1: process I talked it's about not earlier. it's
0: not my job job to tell that person if they believe that that that's not correct it's not like they said that's a ghost they said that's a specific person if that person is getting comfort right. or something from it it's not my job to right. tell you that I
2: I, so, so I don't, if it, as long as it's not hurting that person, Mm -hmm. they're not acting out on it in some way that would impair their functioning or my functioning or society's functioning. You can believe the orb is a jumping unicorn. I don't care. Right. I mean, I, I was at a dinner party. This is funny. I was at, I think it's funny. I was at a dinner party like, like 14 years ago, a really good friend's house. And it was right in the first, like, like right around the first of like my relationship when i was with john it was so funny and he didn't know them but i knew like all these people but i didn't know a couple that was coming and she she was claiming to be a medium Mm
0: -hmm.
2: four and a half claiming yeah well i say (laughs) this because we literally had four and a half hours of just sitting at the dinner table and all she talked about was orbs but she was talking about the orbs around us and i think john my husband was like what are we doing (laughs) and so it was like one of his first like exposures to some of these friends that i had and he was like this was horrific and when are we going to mcdonald's oh yeah (laughs) but we did four and a half hours but everything was like the fleck of light around the candle had an orb and then someone took it like everything was an orb and so in those cases i kind of just be like okay you're impacting me and i want to go home now (laughs) but but generally speaking i mean hey as long as it's In psychology, with anything, whether it's an orb or whatever, as long as the person's functioning, they're going to work, they're going to school, they're not losing family members, they're not crossing over into murdering cats and dogs and people and, you know, and doing, you know, bad things or criminal things or whatever, then whatever. Uh, Like I said, jumping unicorns, I don't care. Most people don't. I mean, that's their thing. I mean, if someone wants to come in and say they believe in something anything mm-hmm. whether it's politics religion it's not my that's not my issue as long as it's not getting in the way of them functioning if it's getting in the way of them functioning then we'd work on it but you know
0: unfortunately we have to wrap it up mm-hmm. sadly enough uh, it
2: was so much fun
0: well after the first 5 minutes evidently <laughs> <laughs> but anyways uh, that's we- your fault <laughs> I don't find it a fault. <laughs> oh,
2: see, here we go. He's so contrary.
0: Open, open conversation is, we is had, what we need. We had a good time. exactly, and that's what this whole country needs. Is is we need conversation. We need to accept people for who they are. This, I have a a penchant for meeting people. When I meet people and everything else, I, I don't remember them. Again, I remember them when I talk to them. In other words, the I understand their stories. I think there there are parents. A lot of times I don't understand So after. I remember, oh, can of rock. Yeah, you know, it's like she was on my house one time and I had known her for a, a long, long time. And uh, she just happened to have a low cut thing. I said, oh my God, you have boobs. I just realized that she had boobs because I had never thought of it before. But And you have no filter, apparently. <laughs> Anyways, I, we do have to wrap up. worse. It would be
2: so normal for me to walk in a room and be like, oh my God, you have a penis. That would be really weird, right? Well,
0: for showing, it would be. Okay. <laughs> not would be not weird. It would be okay. You're right. Eyes up here, buddy. Anyway.
1: <laughs> oh my on, God.
0: On, we're going to end the show. And, and on a serious note, if, if people do have problems, if they do have. Um, things they're worried about, what, what should they do?
2: Well, they should reach out to someone that they trust or reach out to a counselor or reach out to someone in, you know, if they have a community person or resource to them, certainly a doctor like myself or someone in the field, or they can go to their pastor or their favorite person who, you know, somebody that's going to be neutral and give them good advice. That's like, not just, Oh yeah, I believe in it with you or just collude with them. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: If, and uh, for those who are having suicidal thoughts, there is a
2: helpline. There is. Which is? Do you, you know the new number? Is it 988? Yes.
0: Yep, 988. Yes. So don't be afraid to call. It's all confidential. And
2: trust and they, me. And they won't lock you up.
0: We love you. There are people out there. God created you. And God can't make mistakes. So we're all good. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Dr. Lana. You're with us. Uh, Lou, thank you, and tune in next week. Good night, and God bless everyone.